Welcome back guys, welcome back to Strip by Sia. I am recording this in November, but it is January 2020. Can't believe we're fucking here. This is so fucking cool. I am so excited to bring on this next guest. I'm always excited. <laughs> but we have the wonderful uh, and amazing Naomi Vice on the show today. Hello. Hello, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so excited that you're here. I've been like, Speaking off the record, earlier I was saying like oh, I've been such a fan for like a long time. One, you're an amazing dancer, amazing performer. You're Filipino like me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Filipino pride! <laughs> well, it's just cool because like, you know, like it's just nice to like look up to someone that like looks like you and to have like someone to like look up to and have a role model, right? And there's, there's a lot of us in the industry, at least not here in Vancouver, so... <laughs> but we will be talking about race. We're gonna talk about uh, fetishization today. We're talking about creepy photographers. We're talking about dancing. We're gonna be talking about a lot of things today. We're gonna be covering a lot of topics. But I'm rambling a lot, so let's get talking to you. <laughs> let's introduce you. Who are you? Tell us your story. I want to know everything about you. <laughs> you want to know everything? It might take a while. <laughs> Me long, I'm so guys. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm really, honestly, everything you're saying already. I'm like so overwhelmed. Like I'm, I'm just so flattered. Yay. Um, my name is Naomi Vice. That is my name right now. Did you want to talk I've, about your old name? Yeah, I've gone by different names. Mm-hmm. When I first started in the industry, I went by Rocket Ray, and I pretty much just started this switchover. I've been dancing for maybe four and a half almost five years now oh wow it's been that long yeah i don't know it kind (laughs) of it doesn't seem that long but i just uh i started dancing after i went to music school i was studying in la oh and uh, (laughs) cool (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm gonna talk about this you asked me yeah so (laughs) please say everything i want to know your whole story (laughs) as does the audience as well so so music school yeah i went to school for singing down in california um i lived there for a few years and I kind of failed miserably at being an artist like I thought I was gonna be a pop star and be like super famous but it didn't really turn out that way it's tough you know like trying to like make make a living in music and I was young and it it didn't really work out so I moved to Vancouver um I was like okay I'll just do music on the side and just get whatever job but as everybody pretty much knows it's hard to get by in Vancouver expensive (laughs) it's expensive so I was like hey I don't know what to do maybe I'll just be a stripper fuck it (laughs) you can can swear swear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like definitely swear in this podcast okay okay i swear often yeah so i just decided to be a stripper and that was kind of like a an excuse to get away from the pressures of like having to be an artist and having to prove myself and having to put myself out there i was like you know what i'll just dance naked how hard could it be (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> it can be kind of hard sometimes yeah <laughs> so uh it just slowly turned into more and more of a creative outlet for me it was a way for me to make money but i i just you can't if you have the creative bug in you you can't really keep it down so, so i started getting involved in different stuff i started getting into burlesque i started singing and traveling and just doing stuff that i'd never really done before and i had a lot of help and uh you know i got to know a lot of awesome dancers just learned a lot and it really just realized that i uh i have to be a creative person and i i decided to use this this platform of dancing to express myself right so i traveled on the circuit for a few years and uh had a bunch of cool experiences but i just got a little bit burnt out Mm-hmm. after a little bit yeah because you it's okay so four years this is quite a quite a timeline too so like how did you have any training before or are you just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna try this out because and obviously you obviously have a very artistic background like the singing obviously very very artistic 
uh, dance obviously is very very artistic as well but did you have any kind of movement backgrounds did you do ballet or anything like that gymnastics or is this all self-taught or you just like learn from other dancers or what's your training like i grew up dancing like ballet and jazz mm-hmm. and doing like musical theater and singing filipino and I, so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like all dancing singing yeah it's like all basketball in there <laughs> maybe i wasn't that great at basketball no, but i would have tri- i tried um, yeah, I, I did, like, a lot of performing arts, but honestly, like, when I first started stripping, I don't think I was, like, that great of a dancer. Like, I moved really fast, and yeah. it wasn't That's until so I started really training pole and really, you know, training with other dancers on the circuit and getting into Pilates and, and doing yoga and, and different kind of stuff that I really started to refine what I'm doing. And right. that's I'm, that's still something that I'm working on right now. Right, and it's always constantly, like, you know, something that you would be working on. At least for me, too. It's just like, well, I want to be cross-training. I want to be, like, you know, going to classes. I want to be able to be, like, more in tune with my body and just being body-aware, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so when you started, you had no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first time you danced like oh god yeah how did I that do. work did you audition for a club or anything like that or okay the first time i got naked on stage was at this amateur contest at the astoria it's called rent check oh yeah rent check dude yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that was my first time i danced to a brooke candy song cool <laughs> and i just like flailed around and like showed my <laughs> pussy <laughs> guys if you don't know what run check is as Naomi said it's I think it's like every last Wednesday of the month or something like that at the Astoria and it's basically a stripping contest amateur stripping contest and you win $500 I'm not sure what the money is now but that is not enough to cover rent in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really <laughs> It probably started a few uh, years ago or something when I was actually, like, the relevant. (laughs) So you're doing a rent check then. Yeah. Showing your vagina and, you know, flailing around. I don't know. I just had this idea. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to win rent check. I'm going to win $500. I'm like, I'm such a star. (laughs) And I just flailed around and did not win, did not place. And I was like, okay. But it, and I was so nervous. I was like, I remember like downing a beer like right before I went on stage. Oh my God. I was like, ah, like what am I doing? <laughs> but I'm glad I just got it on my system. Totally. And I had some friends watching me, and they were like, "Oh, you did such a good job," which I don't think I did, but thanks, friends. <laughs> and then uh, from there, I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." I did it. Then I did the penthouse amateur competition oh yeah yes yes i've done many of those penthouse is great every uh, last thursday guys <laughs> sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> sponsor us penthouse well that's yeah. a lot for penthouse here and so, then that's a bit different than rent check obviously yeah like rent check is um like an everybody can kind of go and it's very accepting of there's like all different genders all different body types it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's cool. It's a diverse crowd, and and it's for fun. It's not for to become a stripper. Right. The penthouse one is for becoming a stripper. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> the main difference, guys. Yeah. <laughs> in case you guys are interested in trying out. <laughs> and that was at that's at a real strip club, you know, where people work. So I got to see some stage dancers do pole on the spin pole, and I was like. Okay, cool. You know, I, I saw some shows. I, I saw how people were tipping on stage. I was like, okay, this, this is kind of more what it would be like to be a stripper. And then I, from there, I was offered a job on the circuit. Nice. And I started to do my thing and kept <laughs> flailing for a few months and <laughs> <laughs> stumbled through it and then, I don't know, just somehow ended up here. There we go. <laughs> and at that point, did you already decide on your your initial name, Rocket Ray, or did you go through a couple name changes before even at that time? Or how did you land on that persona? Well, I used to have another like I'm an artist, so I'm kind of dramatic. <laughs> I used to have another nickname. It was Jet Nova. I wanted to. Oh, right. uh, 
I wanted to release music under that name, but I never ended up doing it because mm. she's like stripping and life got in the way. So I was like, what can be the counterpart to Jet? I know, rockets. I <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. There we go. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Like there wasn't really a method to it, but it kind of developed into this like spacey, like ethereal persona eventually, which was cool. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just changed my name again. <laughs> um, I just felt like I was heading in a different direction, and I don't feel like I'm really like a space alien anymore. <laughs> That's like more like when you started than now, as again, like you're just continually into transforming, I guess, into different personas. Yeah, I just felt like I needed to pick a name that was like a real name. Like, Rocket is kind of an. I like to have that Rocket Ray persona, but it's it's kind of annoying when you're at the club trying to sell dances and people are like, "What's your name?" and they're like, "You're like Rocket," and they're like, "That's not your name." And I'm just like, "Okay, like no one's name is their real name." Yeah. So I had been kind of shying away from doing stage for a little bit to focus on acting and different mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my name to something that people can kind of understand. And I don't know, It's it's been almost five years, four or five years now since I started. So I just, I'm not the same. That's I'm natural. Not the same. I don't flail as much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gracefully flail now. <laughs> I gracefully flail. <laughs> Would you say that your past personas are different than what you present in say like real life like right now through different personalities because I know sometimes some people on the show for example like Radio Soleil she's very like shy and timid at least when I first met her many many years ago and then now she's whenever she goes on stage she's just an enigma yeah yeah like do you find there's a bit of a contrast between your in real life muggle personality (laughs) and like your stage personality or are they becoming one and the same um i think they're i think they're more similar now Mm -hmm. i think rocket ray was like i was doing a lot of burlesque i was involved in different scenes like i still plan to do that stuff but Mm -hmm. i just felt like i was like building up this image of like this ethereal performer that was like super magic from outer space but the real me, like who I am, is like a very shy person. Okay, guys, so we just met like, what, half an hour ago? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, you're so cute! And I thought, like, from what I thought, I thought you'd be this, like, crazy person. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. And you're so just, like, cute and I'm just, like, and almost, like, timid. And I'm like, this is, like, not what I expected. But it's so great because, like, obviously, like, your character really shines even on your Instagram and whatnot, it's, yeah, as I said, like a bit of a 180 almost for your, like, normal life yeah. personality. I'm a human. Like, I go through all these things and, like, <laughs> sometimes it's ugly. Like, I have emotions. I have feelings that I don't necessarily want to put out there all the time, especially being a public figure and, you know, having your name out there and putting yourself out there as an artist. There's, like, a lot of pressure on you and... We all wear, have to wear a mask sometimes. Absolutely. That's what I, I believe. And I think right now Naomi Vice is like, a it's me, but it's a better version. What, she, what do you mean by better version, though? I don't know. She just, uh, she's not insecure. She's a lot more confident. She's like my, I think of Naomi as my higher self, just like someone who embraces who she is and is kind of a badass. And she's like the, the, the version of me that I strive to be, really. That's amazing. I think that's such a beautiful story to tell. Can't wait to see it on stage. We'll see. <laughs> I'm still a baby. I'm just like being reborn right now. So. <laughs> Reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming out of the ashes. We'll see what happens. <laughs> So, okay, a couple things you mentioned there. So you mentioned you were dabbling in a, in a bit of acting and you were dabbling in a bit of burlesque. Were those things you were always doing before or is that something that you kind of just got introduced to and wanted to kind of try out? Or how did you get involved with that? With both. <laughs> with both? Well, burlesque was kind of introduced to it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not super, like... I wouldn't even classify myself as a burlesque performer, but I think that studying burlesque and being around burlesque performers and going to shows and just experiencing different mediums, it really showed me a new way of performing and a new style of performing, so... Totally. It's such a different way of stripping. (laughs) 
how I used to say it when I was younger was like, burlesque is classy stripping. I don't know why I used to say that. I was like a teen. Yeah, I know. I used to say that too. Classy stripping. But the movement is so different. Just like, you know, the taking off of the glove and like the caressing of like the bra strap. It's, it's very almost like delicate. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I got to study and work with some of the greats in the city and you know so many great there's really a lot of talent and I learned a lot I really did I wouldn't I still wouldn't necessarily say that like Naomi Vice is a burlesque performer Mm -hmm. because I'm not really you know I just want to honor like the people who are putting in the work who are really like going after regular performances as burlesque artists I'm more of like a stripper hybrid (laughs) artist person but It's good to cross train though, and you know. Yeah, for sure, and and I I do want to be more involved in the burlesque community. Like I've I've been involved in like some really cool productions, and uh, I got to I've gotten to sing, I've gotten to play with live music, and just do different stuff, and that's been really cool. Mm -hmm. I started acting. I started training my acting maybe two years ago. Okay, sweet. I'm still starting out in the film industry, and I just go under my real name, Felicia. I'm saying <laughs> that here. I don't know, but it's been cool. I'm, I'm just starting out. I'm doing a lot of background work. I'm meeting new people, networking, studying acting, and, and taking lots of acting classes has also really opened up a lot of things, like, emotionally for me. Oh, okay. And it's just really gotten me to be more introspective and look at these certain parts of myself. For me, like, singing, dancing, acting, movement, like, all this stuff is, like, one thing for it's me. It's all intertwined. Right. Yeah. They're all related. There's movement, there's emotion, there's a lot of things that kind of fall into each other with those types of mediums, right? Yeah. So So that's why right now my on my Instagram it's like Felicia aka Naomi Vice because I just wanna be a little bit more open with who I am and what I'm doing and like the various facets of what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm very proud to be a stripper. And I'm, I'm definitely, like, not ashamed, but it's not all that I am. There, right. There's, like, a lot to what I'm doing. Also, with Instagram, it's kind of difficult to... I know people do, but it's difficult to market yourself as a stripper because of, like, all these... Stupid. All these stupid <laughs> laws that are yeah. going, like, with censorship <laughs> and stuff. Yes. So I just decided, like, there's there are people who know me as Felicia, like, the actor... Mm-hmm. This is trying to get into film and there are people who know me as I guess now Naomi Vice the stripper but for me it's like all all one thing singing acting dancing movement Everything. just being creative it's all one thing oh, that's awesome I mean there's nothing wrong with that too I think it's really refreshing to see more dancers kind of being more open that way because you don't really find a lot of people doing that they just have their stage name projecting which is fine. And it's also protective of your identity. Yeah. Too. But uh, I'm the same way. I use my real name. I use my stage name. People never know what my real name is. People call me Kim. People call me Sia. I'm like, my real name is Steph, guys. My real name is Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Sia has a ring to it. So and a lot of people just call me my last name. But I think it's cool to just that you can really just take ownership of that. I think that's super admirable. With your acting and I guess with a couple of things that have come out within the past couple of years, did that kind of lend to your recent hiatus from dancing or how, like, why did you decide to take a break? Yeah, I think acting was, there's several reasons, (laughs) but I think acting was like a big catalyst for me. I just, I was really enjoying training. I was taking a lot of classes, a lot of workshops, I was meeting new people, and I was like, you know what, I need, I want to be in Vancouver. I want to have roots here. I want to work on projects. I want to delve more into the film industry. It's really hard to do when you're on the circuit. So I was like, okay, I want to freelance. Like, I want to just sell VIPs. Maybe I don't want to go by Rocket. I want to book more private parties. Right. Maybe I don't want you like for private parties. It's it's different from stage dancing. I feel like Rocket is like a stage name. Mm So I was like, okay, doing some different stuff. I also like had a breakup, <laughs> had a couple breakups. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. So like just some stuff in my personal life and it kind of rocked me this is all within the past year then this is like within like the past few months like oh my god (laughs) that's kind of why like i'm re-emerging now it's like i don't know that's a lot (laughs) it's been stressful i'm not gonna lie but i just 
I feel like I've, I've made some changes in my personal life and I'm making changes in my professional life too with like the different things that I'm doing. So I just felt like I needed to make a change and mm. adopt a new name, a new persona, a new way of thinking. And it's we'll see how it goes, right? <laughs> like, I'm just starting, but I'm, I feel like I feel good. I feel a lot better. I feel like I'm more myself. That's good. Were, were you not yourself before? Or were there some things that were plaguing you before, whether or not it was in the industry? Or was it mostly personal? Or Yeah, I mean, it's like a combination of a lot of things, but... I just felt really pressured. Like, I feel like people had this image of, like, what Rocket Ray was supposed to be and, like, what I'm supposed to do and how to present myself. And I just... I was in my old relationship still. Like, no, no shade or anything, but I just felt like I was kind of doing my life to please other people mm, but not doing things for yourself yeah and even oh. in and even like like that was in my personal life and that was also in my professional life like i was really? like okay what do clubs want you know what kind of music do they want me to dance to what kind of things do i need to have in my show like do i need to like do this type of competition do i need to like you know just like different stuff i'm like what what do people want what do people want it's not like I want to quit doing all the stuff I was doing before. I just needed some time to like process it and, and make it into something that was my own and not... Not dictated by everyone else around Yeah. You. So when did you come into this realization? This was within the past few months as well. This or? was in August. Like oh I know, <laughs> I know the month that it happened. <laughs> We're at the end of summer. It was like, I don't know, in the summer I was working on the circuit and mm-hmm. I was having a really great time. I, I made, I had some good gigs, I made some good money and then I was like, you know what, I'm tired of being on the circuit. I, I really want to just do other things that are, you know, that really make me happy. And then I was, I was like, okay, I'll take a break from circuit for a bit. And then I just like broke up with my boyfriend and <laughs> and I just like never returned. Like <laughs> some bookings like fell through and I was oh, like, God. okay, I guess I'm not booking right now. And I just been freelancing and working in film and doing this and that. But I miss this. I miss the stage. It's good to also take a break too, especially if you're going through a lot of shit. Uh, I feel like sometimes when you're dancing on stage and you just have other things in your mind, it can be kind of, kind of dangerous. <laughs> That's how injuries happen. That's what happened to me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're speaking of it first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> injuries happen and make dumb decisions and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just best to just, like, take a step back and just kind of look at the bigger picture and, and then see what you, you need to do to kind of better yourself and better your life. Well, that's a thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I know it's not the same for everybody, but I just found that I was trying to, like, keep up this image of, like, who I was supposed to be. And there was, like, a lot of pressure. And that's kind of the same pressure that I felt when I came back from L.A. when I was, like, trying to be a musician superstar. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pop star. I have to, like, do this and this and this. And stripping, same thing. Like, we create these personas. We're just like, okay, like, Rocket Ray is like this. You just have to keep it up. It was just too much pressure for me. And with all this stuff going on in my personal life, I was just like, you know what? I just need to take a break. I just did everything that I needed to do. I started going to therapy. Good. Therapy is so underrated. It was really... It's <laughs> It's been awesome. I just... I started trying new things. I started exploring, you know, how to make decisions on my own as an adult. Like, I was... Adulting. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> like, you can't really be on all the time. No, and there's no guidebook for life, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard, so... Were some of these pressures, I guess, uh, what's the word, self produced that's not the word I'm looking for. yeah i know what you mean <laughs> yeah. i know what you mean though like did i put pressure on myself yeah but i know like there's a lot of external pressures too about how like the club wants you and like what people want you to be and whatnot but like depending on your personality you could also create those pressures on yourself too which can add to stress and your anxiety and everything too so for some of those yeah i yeah. think yeah like <laughs> not gonna lie like you know this is just my journey but it's not like everyone feels like this like I'm sure a lot of dancers think like, oh, you know what? There's no difference between like my stripper persona and my real persona. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure some people are, are like that, but I don't know. I've I've always kind of been really hard on myself, and that's something that I'm trying to step out of. And I've always just wanted to like make other people happy, mm-hmm. and you know, like if we want to get into like some psychology talk, yeah. like <laughs> it's like that people pleasing thing. Like totally. I was. 
that's just my natural tendency. And I kind of just realized that and I didn't want it anymore. So <laughs> I was like, okay, no. It. <laughs> but I wonder like some if some of that is like a cultural thing too. Is it, you know, obviously because we're Asian, there's just so many pressures yeah. coming from Asian parents, you know, like them wanting us to be and fit into this box, even though that's drastically different from what I want or from what you want. Like it's... <laughs> It's tricky growing up Asian. <laughs> it's really, it's yeah, hard. I mean. Did you grow up um, in L.A.? No, I grew up in Victoria. Oh, okay, okay. In B.C.? Yeah, I grew up in B.C. I just went to school down in L.A. In L.A., okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to take you through, like, my whole childhood and stuff. But, but yeah, I'm from Victoria. Yeah, I am lucky that my mom is, like, well, not super understood. Like, you know, she's been more accept. It's hard, you know, to accept that your daughter is a stripper. So she knows. But she, she, both my parents know now. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. How was that? Oh, my God. That's so scary. Ah! <laughs> I'm really kidding. <laughs> like, like, anxiety. Vicarious anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there are a lot of cultural there are a lot of cultural barriers like yeah. I grew up Catholic it's not too. really what not yeah you too it's not what we're supposed to do yeah no it's the opposite God is not happy with us we're going to hell <laughs> but on that note like speaking of God though it's like on one hand being told that like oh sexuality is bad on the other hand being told like God wants you to use your talents God wants you to use your gifts and I've just always gone for what I felt was what I'm supposed to do. It is hard. There's like lots of pressures. I don't know. I always tell my mom, I'm like, if you really didn't want me to be a stripper, then why did you put me in musical theater and dance? <laughs> and dance. And singing. You know, like, why did you put me in dance class? Like, they always cast me as the stripper and like my the musicals and stuff. How did your parents find out? Did you outright tell them and be honest with them? Or did they find out in another way? Or how did that unfold? Well, I told my mom basically like right before I did the rent check competition. I was like, I'm going to be a stripper. And she was like, no, no. And I was like, <laughs> no. I'm going to. And she was like, okay. So dramatic. <laughs> she really didn't want me to, but I was like, I'm not asking permission. I'm just telling you. Yeah. My dad's like a bit more of a hard ass. So he didn't find out until like two years in Whoa. when I had an injury and he uh, he saw some of my stripper promo. He was like taking care of me. Oh my God. I had like a really bad injury and I was going through a super tough time and he saw like some like my promo costumes. and like my yeah. costumes and stuff and he was like, what is this? She was like, you're a sex worker. And I was oh like, gosh. I was like, yeah, actually that's the proper terminology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so God. he's like a little more traditional like filipino like he wants he was like why don't you be a nurse oh my God. i was like dad i get to smoke weed and dance to led zeppelin like <laughs> why i have a sweet life <laughs> my dad's like a huge rocker so oh wow <laughs> i don't know it was it wasn't easy like he's a lot more traditional but he's still not you know super happy with what i'm doing but at least i'm at a point where i can be honest and it feels really good. Wow. That is so big of you. Holy shit. I've, I've never gone to my parents and outright said I was a stripper. Can't. Just can't. Like, I know my dad knows. Because I remember, like, for my birthday last year, he kind of had to talk to me. He was, like, kind of drunk. He was like, whatever it is that you do, like, just know that I'm proud of you. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> whatever it is that you do. And I was like, okay. And then my mom, oh my god, just had so many close conversations that I want to tell her, but I just, like, don't know how to word it correctly. But there is no correct wording, you know? And uh, she would just die, because she's, like, hardcore Filipino, like, Catholic, goes to church, like, every fucking day. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another topic. <laughs> well, it's different for different people. Like. Totally. I kind of knew that, like, how my mom was, so I felt comfortable telling her. My dad just, like, found out. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have told him if he didn't. Like, he would still think that I work at Brown's social house. Like, <laughs> I told him I was a waitress. He's like, you lied to me for two years. So I was like, what am I supposed to do, though? And, like, you know what? People, you just have to kind of meet them where they're at. So I never, like, hold it against. Like, I'm all about, like oh sex worker visibility but I never like hold it against people like if they don't want to like be open about their profession whether it's to their family or like to the public like mm -hmm. that's a personal choice, choice and it's different yeah. for everybody for sure and that's another reason why I don't really want to tell my mom because she she wouldn't want to hear about it anyway so I'm not going to shove it down her throat just like how I ask her to not shove down God down my throat so yeah boundaries, boundaries right? it's healthy <laughs> it's really good <laughs> 
But I guess since we're on like the race topic too, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast, there aren't many of us. I was like literally counting out, well, it's just me and you for Filipino dancers basically. And then for other Asians, there's like three, (laughs) three other ones maybe, maybe four now, but (laughs) we're definitely a minority in this industry especially here in Vancouver which is weird because there's lots of Asian people in Vancouver (laughs) yeah I mean I know that there are I just remember that Maya Banks is half Filipino oh she's half Filipino (laughs) I don't know yeah yeah she's she's awesome she's a good friend of mine there we go and uh I know there are some dancers my my good friend uh Angelique Mm. at Penthouse she's a VIP dancer oh oh yeah you know her girl you gotta It is weird sometimes. <laughs> weird, but kind of, kind of exciting. Like, I was like, oh my god, look, another Asian dancer. Yay, you represent. I know. <laughs> I'm happy that, I'm like happy to meet you. I'm happy that like we're Filipino. T- we can be Filipino together, but. I- <laughs> <laughs> Filipino together. <laughs> it's cool, but yeah, but yeah, like, uh, it's, it's interesting being an Asian dancer. Like, there's a lot of racism, like, yeah. in society and this strip club is not an exception yeah definitely and there's a lot of weird people that just have crazy yellow fever and it freaks me out <laughs> so if you guys don't know what yellow fever is it's like basically fetishizing asian people and i don't like that <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable i think it's really disturbing i encountered that not a lot in my stripping days but more i guess when i used to date when i was younger Hmm. And having those experiences and people just wanting to date me because I was Asian and I found that really weird and I went out with one one of them and I was like nope not doing this again yeah because weird, weird he's like oh like look at this Japanese magazine can you cut your hair like this can you wear color contact oh like gross and I'm like first of all I'm fucking Filipino and I'm tan as hell like <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna look Japanese or be Japanese ever and I'm not submissive like that as what they like stereotypically yeah. think, right? So they have all these typically typically it's white males that have this stereotype about what Asian women should behave and present themselves as, which I think Yeah. Is, yeah. Do you wanna speak on that? <laughs> You're like laughing. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Actually I used to do this thing. It was like a boundary thing. People the first question people ask me usually is like, Where are you from? No, where are you from? Where are you really from? <laughs> or like what's your ethnicity? Or what's your nationality, which is not the same thing. Yeah. But I, I know, know what they mean. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Canadian. <laughs> so usually I'm just like, oh, I'm from Victoria, babe. How, what about you? But they're like, no, no, no. What's your background? And I used to be like, I will tell you if you go for a dance. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, guess. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but it's not comfortable. No, like, I don't like that. Sometimes, I, like lately, I've just been telling people like, okay, I'm Filipino. Because I'd rather just it because people get apprehensive if you're like I don't feel comfortable talking about it they feel very entitled to that information yeah entitled to that information that's really interesting you said that why must you know where I'm from why must you know what my background is what does that do for you like and some people are just curious because you look different but it's just like why do you want to know this and I know like a lot of mixed race people get this a lot what are you and it's very it's such an invasive question it is really invasive and it's weird for me because i don't know like i don't really i grew up i was born and raised in victoria like in canada and i'm very proud to be filipino like i'm, I'm proud of my heritage and my background and my family mm-hmm. and my culture but i don't consider myself to be like a traditional filipino woman me too (laughs) i'm super whitewashed i don't speak tagalog i don't know how to cook filipino food Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wish i did but like i just don't that's just not how i was raised i feel like people have this idea they're like oh filipino what who's filipino nurses caregivers yeah cooks like always trying to feed you yeah. you know like loving aunties and stuff yeah, and like good at cleaning caretakers you know foreign workers maids like all this yeah shit, right? and that's like Blind. not me at all like i barely <laughs> even cook for myself like, <laughs> i'm just like even if you, even if you know what my background is you don't know me 
and you just now and then what now you're gonna have all these preconceptions of like what i'm like like this guy was working one day he's like yo what's your background i was like oh i'm filipino and he's like what you gonna cook me some curry what the i was fuck? just like we don't even fucking <laughs> cook curry like it's not really a filipino no. thing <laughs> Or you get the whole, maybe you've experienced like this, like, oh my god, I have an ex-girlfriend, she's from the Philippines, and she was just the best, like, Filipino women are just, they're so nice, but they're crazy, oh my god. Oh my god, I've had that conversation, like, literally have had that multiple times, and it's freaky. Or I have a friend, or my, my friend's wife is Filipina, and blah blah blah, like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) <laughs> like what does this have anything to do with me except for we share the same race <laughs> to me it's just a pointless conversation for some people maybe it's a conversation starter and this conversation killer but <laughs> 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 opposite to me but <laughs> and I was like what are you yeah I just think I don't like that question at all <laughs> I don't mind it if maybe we're talking and then they ask it like in the middle of the conversation mm-hmm. but I just when people it's like the first like I'm walking around they're like oh my god what are you I'm just like, yo, are you buying a dance? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't really think that's, I don't know if I'll continue doing that because on the end, I just want to make money. So yeah. maybe I need to capitalize on all that shit, you know? Like, yeah, you could work that angle. I mean, <laughs> you can work. But I think for me, I'm just too feisty to be like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to know? Like, and why? It's just, to me, it's annoying which I don't like so but um (laughs) on that topic have you ever had experiences where you felt you were targeted because of your race targeted like in what sense targeted in terms of it's either racism in either doesn't have to be within the stripping community Mm. but in regular everyday life have you ever experienced that here in Vancouver people say that racism is alive it definitely is alive guys (laughs) it still is alive and kicking so We've ever had any experiences like that in Vancouver? Oh, shit. Okay, I feel like in the stripping industry, it's more like looking around me, seeing what the lineup is, Mm. and then like feeling out of place, Mm. especially in certain communities. Right. Especially in certain cities that are like, you know, like we live in Vancouver now. This is Vancouver Central. It's like maybe a bit more diverse of a community. Right. But when you travel, I don't even want to like name towns or anything. Yeah, but you're on the circuit, so you I was on the circuit and bit, right. So let's just say like I do, I do better in certain places than others, and I see girls doing better. Like maybe when they're playing like rock music or have like their country, you know, little outfit on or. Right. You know, people who aren't necessarily better dancers or better looking, doing better. And I'm I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, I feel like I would, would get a lot of flack for, like, saying this. Like, I'm not saying that, like, people of color can't make money. But, like, you know, sometimes there's a reason why, yeah. you know, other people are doing better than you. And especially when it, like, oh, it happens in certain towns where yeah, you don't make as much money. Yeah, right. you're just like, okay. And I, I didn't really understand that until I, I talked to this guy. I was dating at the time. He asked me, he's like, well, I'm just like, man, like, I feel like I'm like, see all these people making money. And I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with me? And he's like, what do they look like? I'm like, I don't know. Like, they're not any prettier than I am. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, are they white? I was like, what? You're really going to take it there? But he was a person of color. And like, you know, it's just like I, d- yeah. I didn't really think about it. And I'm like, okay. On the same token, sometimes it works to my advantage. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes it definitely works to my advantage because I know there's a regular at Penthouse that I and Angelique, he loves getting dance from us because I think it's because we're Filipino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might even know who he is. But um, it can definitely work to our advantage too. Like we have that edge too, but it doesn't work all the time for everybody, right? So it's, it's a weird like double-edged sword. <laughs> It's super bizarre. I don't really play up my Filipino nest. I don't really think I look super Filipino. Like, I have, like, short hair and, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I have my lips done. Like, I just feel like I look kind of different. Like, some people have been like, oh, I feel like you look white. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I, I wish that clubs would have more diversity. 
But do you think it's the clubs? I don't think it's mainly the clubs that control the girls, but maybe it's just a lack of minorities getting involved in the stripper industry or even in just the sex industry in general. We seem to be, like, kind of underrepresented. Maybe. I mean, I don't really know the ratio, but, like, the thing is, if you want to have diversity, you've got to kind of seek it out because maybe, like, there's a reason if we're not seeing, you know, a lot of Asian dancers, like, we need to start promoting more. We need to encourage it because there are a lot of barriers that prevent people of color from doing certain things and going after certain opportunities. It's not, like, a localized like small issue that just has to do with like this one sector of exotic dancing it's a widespread phenomenon that like goes across society yeah i don't know like diversity is important i think that productions establishments agencies could all benefit from having more diversity and i think that we could all make a little bit more effort to include certain groups that's a movement that's kind of starting right now Mm -hmm. working and you know following a lot of people in the burlesque community in vancouver it's really great because they are starting to include more groups they're like okay Mm -hmm. we want more people of color we want more black and indigenous people of color we want more you know lgbtq plus etc they still have issues with racism and stuff like that i'm sure Mm -hmm. you can read all about it but i see people starting to take steps in the right direction for visibility i don't know about the strip club industry i don't know about the strip club industry but speaking on a broader scale there's a lot more representation now for asian like actors you know totally modeling like there's just a lot more those faces that i can now relate to because when i was growing up i didn't have any role models because i didn't know any asian celebrities except for like lucy Liu. i <laughs> <laughs> love her yeah she's great, but she's also pretty white for Asian. yeah like it was really rare to see those faces and to like have a connection that way so I think you know with Crazy Rich Asians coming out and there's like a bunch of different shows on Netflix now that have a lot of more Asian and ethnic minority groups that are on the forefront I think that's really great in terms of like making strides I think I've noticed I think um, the world and society is slowly changing I think we're super behind but, you know, people in Hollywood are getting called out for, you know, not getting out roles to actually ethnic, like for roles that are supposed to be ethnic to not give them out to actually ethnic people. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that and it's become uh, a lot more of a topic of conversation. But you're, you're totally right about there. there is slowly starting to become more like representation in the mainstream media. Yeah. And that's awesome to see. There are a lot of like cool people doing cool things. And yeah. there are a lot of producers like even here in Vancouver that are starting to think about that more. And that's really great. Step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last couple things I want to talk to you about as well, I know I should probably loop this in earlier, but my itinerary is all screwed It's up. all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with like this. It's but. all good. Switch <laughs> topics now. Yeah, so um, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about off the record in terms of like photographers and boundaries and you know like being a model or being an exotic dancer in this community you need promo material you need you want to put stuff on your instagram you need photos you need videos stuff for, for your only fans and stuff and a lot of the times we'll do modeling gigs and tfp and just like a lot of collaborations yeah right so we were talking about earlier about a photographer that we both worked with before that kind of crossed the line. Didn't kind of cross the line. He fucking crossed the line. Yeah. It was like disgusting. Did you want to go into that story? You don't have to name any names, but if you wanted to just give a story in a nutshell or any other experiences that you had. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I was just talking to my friend about like photographers. <laughs> I used to do lots of like Tesper Prince mm-hmm. collaborations. I don't do as many anymore because I've had a few bad experiences and I don't super want to get into detail. Like, it's kind of traumatic, but let's just say when I was, you know, a few years ago or like whenever it happened, like I was a bit more naive and I just kind of let people cross my boundaries because, you know, we're talking about earlier about like that people pleasing nature. Yeah. But also it's deeper than that. It's like if you're a model and you're like, trying to keep the peace trying to make things work trying to have like a good connection yeah. it's easy for like 
someone who's like oh yeah i'm a photographer i have years of experience blah blah blah. you should do this you should like let me touch you or like well you do things you're not comfortable with or like strip down naked even though we haven't talked about it yeah it's like that's kind of taking advantage of the situation for ulterior motives and it's it's not good there's also other things that can happen with photographers too like maybe that you like you shoot with someone I, i worked with another photographer and we shot together, it was fine, the images were nice, and then he started just, like, messaging me on my phone, messaging me on my Instagram, email, like, etc., just, like, random life stuff, and I'm just, like, that's not really professional, like, it's not, like, you don't get access to my personal life just because we shoot together, so there's just, like, a lot of woven sheep's clothing out there when it comes to photography, Mm -hmm. I would say, like, if you need photos, Fine. How do you gauge? Because there's so many fucking... Everyone's a fucking photographer in Vancouver. Everyone. I know, I know. You know? And there's nothing wrong. You know, people have to like, get their portfolio. they got to start somewhere and stuff like that. And sometimes you don't want to pay to get your photos professionally done and whatnot. I get it. I've done those things before, too. But um, but it can be potentially dangerous because you are vulnerable, especially when you're doing, like, boudoir, you're doing implied, you're doing some new shoots and stuff. And you're there alone with a man with a camera. And... It can be an uncomfortable situation. Cause yeah, because it's like, how are you... You don't have anyone to back you up. Like, you don't know what's acceptable in this situation. There's, like, lines cross. Like, it's kind of an intimate setting. Totally intimate setting. I would say get references. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to yes. other women. See, like, okay, like, I like these photos that you did with this photographer. How was your experience shooting with them? Also, look for... Uh, like maybe you want to pay for photos <laughs> yeah. you know like it's legitimate it's worth it yeah if you know that there's like a rep- reputable photographer that you want to shoot with and you need promo like yeah. i had a great experience shooting with petrovsky for my promo photos like it it's was amazing it was really yeah. awesome and i know that he's shot with like like advertising <laughs> <laughs> but like no I, I know he's shot with luna i know he's shot yeah. with like lots of women and they, they've all said like oh yeah he's he will make you feel comfortable and I felt comfortable right as you should um (laughs) and and if you don't feel comfortable I would just say don't be afraid to walk out because it's your time and it's your body and I think that's what happened in the past before when with that guy we were talking about Mm -hmm. I did not feel comfortable but I just felt like scared to speak up yeah scared to cause tension and conflict and I felt like maybe I'm being unreasonable you know I'm not comfortable but maybe I just need to to lighten up I I would just say trust yourself and trust your gut guys too because a lot of predators out there so why you guys be careful there's a lot of fake photographers out there a lot of amateur photographers too like look for ones that actually have a freaking website at least like there's just a lot of people that just oh my portfolio is my Instagram and that's cool too but find some of those works to be very amateur <laughs> so anyways <laughs> um what can we expect from you in the future as naomi vice oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> i know why i'm so excited but i just don't know the answer but i'm <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign though i think it's a great sign okay <laughs> well I'm, I'm going down to uh, i'm going to calgary next week mm-hmm. super last minute book i'm super excited I'm going to be making more bookings on the circuit. I'm going to be doing some Pilates classes. Oh, cool. In Vancouver. I'm renting a studio right now. My goal, ugh, long-term goal, I want to set up my own studio and do like singing lessons out of there. Cool. Oh my god, there's so many things happening. There's a lot of things I want to do. I want to just make content for like my social media i want to make some dance videos i want to mm-hmm. keep training my dancing and sharing that on the, ins- the instagram <laughs> <laughs> on the instagram i want to i want to make some music videos and, and share my singing cool. on instagram too and eventually i want to conceptualize and choreograph some new shows oh my gosh there's so many good things i'm so excited for you yay i'm excited for me too yay <laughs> that didn't sound very excited but i <laughs> I don't know, I'm just ready. I don't really even know, like, everything that I'm going to be doing, but I just want to be, like, continuing my singing, my dancing, and my acting, and I'll be posting some acting stuff on my Instagram, and, and just, like, my journey that I'm, I'm going through, like, professionally. 
Totally. I'm sure people definitely love to hear that. We'll plug your Instagram and everything at the end of the show. But I guess for now, we'll go into some Q&A. A few questions here. Okay. <laughs> um, we have Naomi is awesome. Got to shoot with her once. What's her next big goal for 2020? I guess we spoke on that a little bit. Were there any other things that you missed? <laughs> Do all the things. <laughs> Do all the things. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just want my whole thing, like all the content I put out to be like not just stripping. Like I want, I want to be like well-rounded with all the different stuff that I'm doing. I, I did yeah. kind of like say it, but that's kind of my, my goal for 2020 is to just like map out who I am, what I'm about, what I'm doing and mm-hmm. just do it in my own unique way. Yeah. And have that like holistic kind of approach to it yeah cohesive yeah because they're all related so Mm -hmm. it's amazing so exciting are you happy that you made one final appearance at the fox i guess before it closed down yeah i um oh my goodness I mean, yeah, the Fox was the first strip club that I danced at that I did like a full week at. And oh, I'm nice. I'm from Victoria. Yeah, right. So I've had like a lot of good times there. It's it's just hard. Like transitions have to be made in this industry and that's just part of it. So I, I just I accept it, but I I'm glad that I got to dance there and I had a good time. Yeah. What are the most valuable lessons you learned as a stripper? Assert your own boundaries. Assert your boundaries, assert your boundaries, assert your boundaries. (laughs) The most valuable lesson there, guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh, assert your boundaries, assert your boundaries when it comes to, you know, physical and intimate contact with time. Assert your time boundaries, assert your financial boundaries, get paid what you're worth. You know, assert your emotional boundaries too. Don't let people drain you of your energy. If you're not comfortable talking about something or, you know, listening to somebody like talk about their problems for a long time, like make sure you're either getting compensated well or you just stop it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and if you're, you're not comfortable, it's never really worth it to accept it, to cross your own boundary you don't need that money no like maybe you do i can't say that because like it's capitalism like in the end we all gotta make choices but if you can afford it just try to stick to your guns and don't and like if you can afford to if you have the privilege to don't compromise great advice oh my god super great advice and lastly how does naomi start her day journaling or coffee journaling (laughs) or coffee both (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to quit coffee but it's so hard because i'm addicted (laughs) but yeah i do i don't know how i don't know who you are but you just know that i i'm a journaler journaling has like really helped me with like this transition that i've been making my life and just like getting out all my feelings and stuff so that's what i do journal coffee and breakfast and then maybe i'll head to the gym or maybe i'll do guitar depending on like if i worked out the day before like what my plan is good question whoever sent that in yeah (laughs) and i guess that brings us to the end so where can we find you use this as a marketing platform plug in all your handles your instagram oh my god everything i'm still growing but you can find me on instagram at naomi x vice i'm sure there will be like a visual like text thing posted somewhere (laughs) there will be so yeah and then uh you know i'll be around (laughs) <laughs> you'll see me don't worry <laughs> get ready for a big comeback guys yeah. so excited to have her back on the circuit and on the strip and everything uh thanks for tuning in guys such a fun episode it's so nice to meet you in person i know i feel really so great happy. thanks for having me it's You're been so super fun <laughs> and that's that wraps things up for this week uh this week's episode of strip by sia uh, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, follow all things. <laughs> and um, find me on Instagram, Strip by Sia, or my personal Sia stuff. And we'll catch you guys again for another cool fucking episode next week. Okay, I'm out of here. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.